We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What a performance by Julius Randle. What a defensive performance by Emmanuel Quickly on this play. Jamal Murray just can't get anything up. That's why Emmanuel Quickly's getting a lot of those crunch time minutes. He was outstanding. And look at Julius Randle. That is a man's win. That is a big time win. A masterpiece tonight from Randle. The 34 points. And again, just as importantly, so many big defensive plays. Julius, congratulations. Um, again, back-to-back -back wins considering last night, come here in Denver to win again. What was the turnaround in the fourth quarter after you fell behind by 10? Uh, coach put me in when we went small. Uh, played a little faster, switched, got some stops. Uh, and just really locked in on the defensive end. Uh, these first two games of this road trip have been amazing for us on the defensive end, so proud of our guys. Julius, in case you didn't know, Nick's haven't won here since 2006. So I did. congratulations. I did. Robert Cross, this is for GMAC. GMAC, we need you need you to pop in here. Popping in here. Do you, GMAC, ever feel the pressure of building the KFS Empire? Thanks. I'll hang up and listen. What a question for 1.30 in the morning. Hashtag 53 wins. What's the correct answer? What answer would you like me to say? Me or Robert Cross? Yes. No, you. Um, the answer is KFS is not an empire. Mm. We are an amalgamation of the fans that inspired us many years ago. And we just keep having fun. That plus this is my a really cool job and it doesn't ever feel 
Well, I, I was about to say, this, sometimes it feels like a job. But sometimes right. it does. A lot of, lot of spreadsheets I had to fill out the last two days for Blue Wire. But um, thank you for that. You're welcome. <laughs> Don't worry. I, I got it covered. Don't worry. I'm just saying. <laughs> like, those are the moments where it's like, okay, I'm sitting for hours, but I'd rather this than a real job, which is cool. And as John said, you know, if it wasn't for all of you watching then and supporting and all of the above, then it wouldn't happen. So. Um, I'm glad we could could celebrate like this after one of the better wins in a long time, you know? Man, a lot of mediocrity in the league, right? Hey, you want to hang around? Or do we have a bunch yeah, of hang chats left? We have a bunch left, okay. but I'll hang, I'll hang around. Yeah. No, just re- real, real quick thought. So again, I said earlier, Knicks are eight and seven. Um, They're going to play the six and nine Warriors on Friday. Yes. Uh, so... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Hold on, I'll tell you what I'll do in a second. 10, 11. 19 teams out of a, in a 30 team league are have won between 40% of their games and 60% of their games. So 40% is like six and nine. Um, 60% is nine and six. So two thirds of the league right now is everybody's kind of bunched together. It's a couple of really good teams, a handful of really good teams, a handful of really bad teams. Do you think that speaks to um, teams getting off the slow starts, or do you think that speaks to the parity in the league? I think it speaks to parity. I think it speaks to everybody's trying right now. The perceived tankers, like they're all trying, uh, with the possible exception of Houston, I guess, or OKC. Oh, you say are are trying? Never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Houston's not trying right now. No. Uh, well, they're trying to lose. Uh, and do do do. And the elite, there's like, I mean, Milwaukee was like uh, at the top there for a while, and they've did they lose? No, they 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 won tonight. They so, but they had lost three in a row. Like, who's looked like world beaters? Like the Celtics. That's really just yeah, just yeah, boss. And even their defense hasn't been there. But that's like kind of you know working yourself into shape. So yeah, there's there's just really maybe that maybe them and the Bucks are like the closest thing we have to elite teams. So not a lot of elite teams either. I think that's what it is. Um, A.R.A. Rawad, my reasoning to trading Mitchell uh, Mitchell Robinson is Sims current performance. Similar player with a higher ceiling and a cheaper contract. So we should say Mitchell Robinson is signed to a four-year, $60 million deal. Jericho Sims is signed to a three-year, I, I don't even know, $6 million deal. So some obscenely low amount of money. Um, does Sims have a higher ceiling than Mitch? Mitch is a special defensive player. I think Sims is an adequate rim protector with a higher upside on the perimeter than Mitchell Robinson. I'll give him that. Offensively, Mitchell Robinson, best. I still believe he's the best offensive rebounder in the NBA. Sims, I think, could be a very good offensive rebounder. Maybe a better lob threat than Mitch. That's crazy to say. Maybe a better lob threat than Mitch. Especially where you can throw the lob. Yeah, throw it at the... Bounce it off the rafters. Yeah, and he'll get it, and he'll he'll slam it home. Him and I do I mean, have this fun synergy going on, you know? A lot of fun. Three straight lobs in, in three straight games. Um, I think the biggest thing for me, like Mitch, just he's so loosey-goosey in so many areas that a center needs to be crisp in. And like the most glaring one is screen setting. Mm. Not saying Jericho Sims is the best screen setter in the world right now, but my God, once he really refines screen setting, he will. <laughs> Good luck getting around that guy. The defensive Ooh. stop by Jericho Sims at the end of the play game the, today play the game. was 
I I likened it to Kevin Love in Game Seven against Steph. Now that play gets a little overrated because Steph could have gone around him if he wanted to, and he just was looking for the three. Um, but still, it was a stop. Jericho Sims like went out of his way, didn't bite on a on the pump fake, and in a one point game, so incredible like, was able to was able to, and then you get quickly on the stop. There's some defensive players on this oh, team they- right now, man. Mm. That from that perspective, like it re- that, from that perspective, it reminds me of the 2021 team because like they didn't have any elite defenders on that team. You know, Nolan's the well had some like elite defensive moments it, on a permanent basis, had some elite defensive numbers in terms of like the counting stats, steals, blocks, whatever. But they didn't have an elite defensive player on that team. Reggie Bullock, I think, was probably the closest. And yet, but they were all solid with the exception of probably Elf. But even he was like, He's fine. I have no idea how to evaluate Alfred Payton. I, I that year, I I was wondering what anybody it, saw in him. All the smarter people than me was like, "Why is Alfred Payton playing?" And because he's big, stuck with it. You know, because he's big. Because he's a big. Because he's big, dude. He's tall for a point guard, and that matters in a Tibbs scheme. Just to have a guy out there who and like we listen. I killed him how many times? You know, for just dying on. Not dying on screens, but like failing to get around screens, failing to get skinny on screens. He always stuck with the play, though, you know, in, in his own way. He, he wasn't a great. Like I think what annoyed Nick fans at the time, including me, was when people would tout him as this defense first guard. He was not mm-hmm. a defense first guard. He wasn't a, anything first guard. He was not a good player, which is why he's not in the league right now. But he wasn't a outright like bad guard defensively. You know, he did what he needed to do in this system, which that's an important caveat. Dan Hidalgo, sometimes it feels like Tibbs get a, gets a kick out of being a contrarian, you think? RJ clearly didn't have it, but subbing in Sims on the last possession saved the day. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was good, good, good sub. You know, look, I think there was a. Maybe if this was game was last year, would he would he sub RJ in for the last for the end of the game? I don't know. Um, there's this. I can't even wrap my brain around what he would have done last year compared to this year. You know, I don't know because like he didn't trust quickly the way he did. Like the way he didn't trust trust quickly last year, he trusts quickly this year, especially defensively. He trusts Obi even if it's a hint more. <clears throat> This year than he does last year, and look, there's there's some you have some pushback, more pushback coming back to you on some of your RJ takes tonight, please. Right? Um, both from, from a, a hint from me and then more from the chat. Um, but RJ's earned the 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 demotion in minutes, the sitting, the fourth quarter. Like the, this game was calling for less RJ Barrett from the first quarter on. And he was on track to play the most minutes. He played 31 minutes tonight and didn't play the final nine of them. Insanity. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Let's keep keep it going. Jason. What's going on, Jason? Hypothetical. For the rest of the season, Sims plays like he did tonight. Improved rim protection. Shoots a push shot every third game. Which Knicks big gets traded? I mean, we've been saying it since summer. Mitchell Robinson's contract was a contract signed to be traded. I still believe that. I believe at some point they will trade Mitchell Robinson. Um. That said, wouldn't be shocked if they trade Hardenstein. Wouldn't be shocked. Be surprised. 
Wouldn't be shocked. Kevin Danishevsky, your nightly. Thank God we have Jalen Brunson. <laughs> Huge free throws late. Like what yes. a player. What a wonderful player. Twenty. By the way, speaking of free throws, the game you were talking about against Chicago last year. Was oh, Randall yeah. had thirty points on yep. like. 21 shots. He was the only person making shots yep. in a game. The Knicks were down by 24 at halftime and came back and made it a game. And he missed some free throws late yeah. and everybody got on him. He's not clutch. He doesn't hit free throws. And you're what were game like, was that? this was early in the year. It was against Chicago. Yeah. I remember it was Chicago. I was, I was wondering. It was at home. It was at home. It was like, it was a Dece- like a December game, probably maybe yeah. even a November game. I and November. then very quickly after that was the Detroit game where Julius got benched for the final 15 minutes and like Detroit was playing this. They, this is when Omicron had started. Right. So a lot of teams were oh, playing yeah, like with, with limited rosters and yep, that. Um, it was clear. Okay. This is a different Julius Randall this yes. year. This officially needs to get called out. So, yeah. um, yeah, good stuff. Thank you for that. Uh, next up, Dan Hidalgo. How many Jew games like this would it take to put up a Slam <laughs> Magazine poster again? The Slam Magazine poster is still up. I'm looking at it right now. It's just on the other side of the room. And would you start slow by including the paper plate? Nah, the paper plate's in the garbage. Um, the, there's another guy on that Slam Magazine poster, too. So just move the plate over. <laughs> the plate over. <laughs> I should laugh. That's so mean, but still. Awful. Like, he's... Um, <laughs> Next comment. Imad Khalil, trade Julius fire tips. He's laughing and crying at the same time. So I, I, think he, I think this is said in jest, but what's going um, on, Imad? Shout out to you. Um, it's it's an energy. So it is an energy. It is an energy. Yeah. Happy to be on the tips train. Joe Vogel, what's going on, Joe? It's starting to feel like RJ's destiny is salary filler for a star trade. Jeez. I mean, I they. We, they told us that already. That's been reported. They, they tried to trade him. Yeah, they they tried to they trade him tried. for Donovan Mitchell. The trade was done. Right. but that's my done. point. Is like, I, it feels like an epiphany that some people had during the summer. I just, was what they actually think about RJ Barrett, and instead, it's taken some other people, which is like fine. Everybody has their own process. That like a little more time to realize. Oh, so maybe this is. What RJ's destined for? John, are you muted? My, my, I think the mic just died. Oh no! Yeah. Now we need a now we need a new mic. Your output is still your headphones. No. It's a computer. Can you hear me? So you, okay, We're it fine. adjusted. We'll go, we'll go this route. We'll go this route. Okay, I will move my mic away, and we'll we'll try to speed through these. What were you saying at the end of the last comment? That's when your mic died. I forget. Uh. I forget. My there's too many thoughts going through my brain. So um, you really do want to fire Tibbs and and yeah, that's it. Okay, no, let me uh, let me get to this comment because Dang. someone's asking what evidence do I have when I said RJ is going to improve that uh, and this person's just uh, James is generally wondering, not hating. I think he works hard. I believe that he works hard. I believe that he cares. I believe that he wants to be great. Um, I do think he has a pretty good basic skill set in terms of like. His ability to get downhill and get shots at the rim is rare. There aren't a lot of guys that can do that. And if he plays on a good team where some of those shots are easier shots and the finishing numbers are what they were up until the last couple games, you know, like if he gets a little bit better at free throw, getting to the line, if he gets a little, 
a little bit better at passing, which we know he can. It's just a like it's a shift. It's a mental shift. If he keeps the sh- practicing the shot, you know, um, I think there's a world where he gets better. I just I don't know how much better. That's all. I, I don't disagree. Anthony six though defensive effort is back, but something feels different overall. The help defense seems to have a shorter range. Did you notice anything schematically? I would have to go back and rewatch it, which I will at some point. I think they were overhelping a lot before, and I think they did not overhelp tonight um, as much, and as they didn't overhelp as much last night against the Jazz. It's just about urgency. Like I, that's why I think we've we've thrown around the word effort, but I think urgency is the better word because like even against Oklahoma City, well that's a bad example. Like there was a, a lack of effort at times against Oklahoma City, but to me year long it's been a lack of urgency, which you you can you can play with effort and not play with urgency. I, maybe I'm putting too fine a point on it, but I don't know. That's where I'm at. Um, James Lee with another one and way back you said Javon Carter Carter is capable of that of what RJ isn't I was very disappointed when you said that because his salary shouts that he's capable of everything Javon is and more (laughs) Um, in terms of being a defensive stopper like certain guys just have a gift defensively I don't I don't know that to me, RJ's best strength is the is the off ball defense, and then that's why I was so floored when Tom read me the stat about how few deflections he's had this year. That was that's honestly of all the different RJ stats and things from this year, the fact that he he's like last in the league amongst guys who have played that many minutes as him in deflections, like that's so worrisome. Because like off ball, we've seen him be a really good off ball defender, um, much like quickly has been this year and last year. Is your RJ take that he should come off the bench? I think I think an objective observer who has watched his career would have a very sound argument that that is his destiny. Because it's just it's just I was about to say it's just math. Um I look at this stuff like math. And the, math, the NBA math says you have two on-ball guys, two ball-dominant guys in your starting lineup. I, I, capital E-Y-E, you always do that in our text. Mm, just to emphasize, I, yeah. I, <laughs> I do not believe that R.J. Barrett is ever going to be good enough to be a top-two guy in terms of that specific role on a team that is trying to win at the highest level. I've been consistent about that throughout his entire career. So then you get to the other guys center position aside. Cause sometimes you have centers who just are kind of fill a role. And then you could pivot from that with like different lineup variations. Your other two guys are three and D that's the way the sport is played. Now you have three and D guys. And then the more, the more stuff that those three and D guys could do, the better off you are like the better off they are at attacking closeouts, you know, the better passers they are, but those are, those are, those are advantage takers, not advantage creators. So if you ask me, is RJ ever going to be an elite advantage taker in terms of his shooting 
the, the analogy kind of breaks down on the defensive end, but purely on the offensive end. You know, I don't know about that. And I see him more as a guy who is never going to be elite on the ball, but he still can commandeer your offense and it'd be pretty good. But if he's not good enough to be at the top two, well, then all of a sudden that looks like a guy maybe who comes off the bench. And that is not to say that he cannot play significant minutes with starters. He can, and he will always. But the nice thing about RJ and why ultimately I was in favor of the contract and why I still feel it's going to be an okay contract is because I believe he can vacillate between the role of a not elite, but decent, good, whatever guy on the ball and a pretty good to maybe very better than pretty good guy in in terms of his gravity off the ball. Um, And that is on both the offensive end and the defensive end. at the very least, he should not be a guy that is being taken advantage of on the defensive end of the floor. I'm not just talking about tonight. That's my analysis. I, I think the important distinction, you're not saying, and I, so I, I had a long conversation with a friend of mine at halftime who was very much, I, I mentioned him last night. He was very, okay, your mic is still on. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So like I heard it. Like <laughs> so I guess it hasn't switched. Just don't touch anything until we're done. Um so um he was very much rejoicing the day of the Donovan Mitchell trade because he was like, You don't trade RJ to get Mitchell, you trade for Mitchell okay. to play next to RJ, which is what we heard a lot of. And it wasn't like he's had the slow, like, I defended you and you do this to me. It's very much, Man. it's very much Denzel and training day. You, you, you think you could do this to me? You know, um, but the part so, of that, con- go ahead. No, finish, finish. Uh, well, just like I said to him, he, he's the one that brought up sixth man. And I think the important distinction in what you're saying, what he's saying, and what I ultimately think. In a world where you can't move Julius Randle, where Julius Randle's not going anywhere, and you have Jalen Brunson, it might actually just make more sense if he's coming off the bench. It's not benching him. It's not Evan Fournier. It's he could get more touches. He can play with space because Obi Hartenstein quickly and Derek Rose are around him. There's a better place for him to succeed with him coming off the bench well, look, in that a- sense. This is a bunch of wasted air because it's not going to happen. Um, this organization does not have that level of like, that's the type of thing the Spurs do. Yeah. Or I'm trying to think of organizations that just are so rock solid in their culture. No player is bigger than the team. I mean, fuck the Spurs had one of, I would argue, 75 greatest players of all time come off the bench for his entire career. Yeah. Organizations can do that. Um, RJ Barrett at the game said he felt horrible. I'm sure he did. As if he considered sitting out. No, I want to play through everything. Yeah, thanks. Uh, um, wish he didn't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, not not like com- commending for like wanting to play through everything. I wish you didn't play tonight is the thing. Uh, yeah, the thing the thing that always struck me is interesting, and I I it's going to sound like a gotcha thing, which is it's I'm not I don't, I don't intend it to be that, but like it felt like 
almost all of the folks who were like, don't do the Donovan Mitchell trade. You can't give up Jorge Barrett in a Donovan Mitchell trade. That is a bad trade. Is you don't do that as an organization. In the same breath, would say, well, because if you trade for Donovan Mitchell, you're not going to have not to get the second star. Well, right, right. if you can't put RJ in the trade and you still are totally and completely concerned about the second star, well, then something's not adding up because the only guys you don't trade in trades like that are, are stars or guys you are convinced might someday be stars, you know? Um, and I understand that's not, that is not perfect math. And there were reasons to not trade RJ Barrett in the Donovan Mitchell trade. Even if you did not believe as an organization, he was someday going to be become a star player. But um, yeah, I don't know. it's wild how this has turned into a whole RJ thing. I feel responsible I, for that. But that was, that's where this was destined tonight. You're right. For, Three and a half game, three and a half quarters of this game, I was like, "This is going to be an RJ post game," and I, I'm. This is that's why we. Have, I haven't said anything about Julius Randle tonight. Wasn't boy, was it good to see him actually want oh, it? Like, so I, I mean, and so, uh, people have like, you know, like accused me of like you, you, you want him to do bad. I was, I'm the happiest guy in the world at what that dude did tonight. I'm so happy. Yeah, because it. Like he's had good offensive games, and then like it's been meh on the defensive end. Yeah, We've said he's overall had a good offensive year this year. The the long twos had mostly disappeared, and for like the first half he was great. The third quarter he was a little jump shot happy, and they fell cool, down by a lot. And then in that fourth quarter, all of his shots were in the paint, were at the rim. Like that that's what you want to see. And then those steals leading to the lead. I that was a guy that wanted this win that took everybody out to dinner on Monday and was tre- <laughs> preaching accountability. That's what you want. That actually, this is the first time in a long time that I've been like, Oh, the leader on the Knicks that like I was ready to get behind when they extended him two years ago. That's him. And I hope this wasn't the last time that we see said, said guy, you know, to quote JB, this is why you watch sports. Not like tonight. Nights like tonight. What's up, Knicks fans? With the bustling holiday season just around the corner, it's the perfect time to plan ahead with Factor, a ready-to-eat meal delivery. They shop, prep, cook, and deliver right to your door so you can enjoy chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals during the holidays minus the hassle. Plus, with 34 meals per week, including Gourmet Plus, Keto, Calorie Smart, Vegan and Veggie, and more than 36 weekly add-ons, you'll have plenty of nutritious, flavorful options to choose from. My holidays are jam-packed. Luckily, Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals make it easy to fuel up fast when I'm on the go. Plus, I save time with meals delivered ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. Factor now offers 34 meals per week and more than 36 add-on options, such as smoothies, juices, snacks, and so much more to keep me going no matter what I have going on. Also, Factor is cheaper than dining out. Put the money you save towards holiday fun and you time. And thanks to Factor's commitment to ingredients with integrity, you can enjoy flavorful, chef-crafted meals guilt-free. Need a special occasion? meal gourmet plus is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast upscale options done easy when things get hectic during the holidays factor is flexible change your order up every week with plans from 4 to 18 meals per week or 
pause and reschedule your deliveries anytime. Even better, Factor's no prep, no mess meals save me so much time on planning and cleanup so I can enjoy the holidays without wasting hours in the kitchen. Not only does Factor offer fast, simple solutions when I get too busy to cook, they also help me stay on top of my goals. With offerings like Protein Plus and Keto, I can stay on track. This is definitely going to come in handy during the holidays. Knicks fans, Factor has everything you need for a week of flavorful, nutritious eats. In addition to ready-to-eat meals, they have cold-pressed juices, smoothies, energy bites, extra protein, veggie sides, and more to keep you energized during frantic holiday times. Don't hesitate. Head to go.factor75.com slash filmschool60 and use promo code filmschool60 to get 60% off your first box. That's code filmschool60 at go.factor75.com slash filmschool60 to get 60% off your first box. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, quick break to tell you about WinBet, the official sports book of Nick's Film School. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, 
Tennessee and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with Win Rewards on WinBet. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, the WNBA, college football, and more. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet 100, win 100. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. That's wynnbet.com to start winning. Download, bet, win. It's that simple. Luffy, who would have thought the Knicks would go 2 0 in the league's hardest back to back? Not I. I picked 0 4 this week. Good job by me. I, w- I, had, I had the opportunity here. All I needed was a little bit of optimism. <laughs> I don't blame anybody for being pessimistic after we were in the building on Sunday, John. Um, hold on. Let, 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 oh, Luffy had more to it. Go ahead. Uh, also, I hope Julius is okay. He said he felt a little sick. Yeah, we should say that. I can't believe in the post game. Yeah, so yeah. there's a a bug going around the Knicks right now, which you hope isn't isn't a real thing. You know, uh, him says the Rose criticism and treatment is unfair. Name one player that can be consistent in 12 minutes per game. He's too humble to complain, but he said it's weird. Rose deserves better. Um, that's a very fair comment, and. Derrick Rose was really good tonight, by the way. Derrick Rose was really good tonight. And, oh, by the way, I will I'll, – I'll get it up. It should be updated uh, by now, at least before this game. Yeah, and it probably didn't change. Derrick Rose had the best on-off on the team. Yeah, he, he, it got better. He was plus two tonight, so. Yeah. And the, Durant, the Randall Obi minutes are now a positive, by the way. It's plus one and a half. Oh, nice. Or plus, almost plus two, I should say. Yeah, it's not the biggest differential. I think the in terms of like total impact, I think it's still actually I'll, I'm not sure who it is, but I'll I'll check that. Um, but Rose, in terms of like Rose's on court minutes, is the, are the best net rating minutes for the team. Um, Sam Garcia's dad, thank you for the contribution. Um, it's great that Sam Garcia and Sam Garcia's dad are both watching. The yeah, it's a family yeah. affair. Yeah, I like family it. Affair. love it. Liam Berkowitz, bigger fish to fry, obviously, but would love to see them cut back on above the break threes. Very interesting comment. Um, the Knicks built last year's team with the intention specifically of taking more above the break threes. Mm-hmm. It's why they got Evan Fournier and it's why they signed um, Kemba Walker. This year, I I don't think there's been like I don't. It's tough to say that they've taken too many. Or it's, or let me rephrase that. It's easy to say they take too many because they miss all of them. At the same time, like, can you be a successful NBA offense without taking an open above the break three? It's, I'm genuinely asking. I don't know the answer to that question. I hope we don't. Fu- well, do you think they should take less, or do you think the three point shooting will? regress to a higher percentage. The guy who I don't love when he takes above the break threes is Julius, because I feel like the career numbers are what they are mm-hmm. and they're not great. Um, quickly. I believe in his above the break threes. Keep taking him. I just want to get his confidence back. Even RJ, for as much as we've killed him tonight, I believe in his ability to hit above the break threes. 
Although he's much better from the corners. He's shown the ability to be an elite three-point corner shooter. Jalen Brunson, your point guard, has to take a road and break threes. Has to. Has to, has to, has to. Cannot survive on an offense if your point guard is unwilling to take that shot if he's open. Otherwise, it's going to make life very difficult for you. So I I don't know. I'm just I'm looking it up right now. In terms of frequency on above the break threes, um, the Knicks are yeah, they're low. They're 23rd. So, like, how much lower do you want them to get? I don't know. They're sixth in frequency of corner threes. That's fucking great. You'd love it for them to to make a little few more of them, but I, I agree. Corner th- Listen, the corner threes are going to they'll, – they'll go down at some point. In terms of overall three-point shooting frequency, I don't know if you know, cleaning the glass has it updated, but they are second from the bottom – Second from the bottom in non-corner. Corner threes are 24th. They're hitting 35% of their corner threes. That's I, that's not good, but you could live you could live with it. <laughs> I don't know if we're allowed to say what Fred Katz just texted us. Uh, get, the, get the next comment, us. Uh, um, Matt, down in Australia. What's going on, Matt? Great win. Give me all the OB minutes. Hashtag OB top him. I like that. That's from the pregame show. Thank you, Aussie Knicks fan, for that. Um, this was Hayden was on that said uh, the Mikel Bridges comp earlier, and then may have may have triggered a rant from one Jonathan Macri. So Hayden reply, yes, Macri, why do you hate RJ? Jim Mikel Bridges was twenty three nine and nine tonight. Oh, I was okay. I didn't know. I was saying Mikel needs to be RJ projection on a winning team and not the Jimmy Butler. Oh, okay. Um. That would have been my pushback that we've finally gotten away from the Paul George, Jimmy Butler, six time all star projections for RJ. And only- like, I have no idea if Mikel Bridges is ever going to make an all star team. Not like he could, he could he be should. like the last man on a replacement. He should. But the third best guy that's mostly off ball on a good team, I could see RJ being that, which I think is what Hayden was trying to say. Well, sorry, I, I misinterpreted your comment. Um, one, I don't think RJ sees himself as that. Um, two, it's a really tough thing for me to envision a guy who, as of as of right now, hold on, I want to I want to get it because it's oh wait no that I, I think I made it go away. Um, the Cal Bridges last year was the most efficient non-big in the NBA the most efficient non-big in the NBA. This year, last I looked it up, he was really pretty high up there. Um, RJ is one of the least efficient players in the NBA. Are you telling me that if RJ Barrett basically tried to mentally turn himself into Mikael Bridges, which again, is something we have no evidence that he he has any desire to do whatsoever. That's based on things that he says. He has used the word. I think I'm a star. I think I'm a special player. This and that and the other thing that he could just become much more efficient. I don't, I don't know that that's reasonable to say nothing about the defensive end. I think you're getting hung up on this very specific Mikael Bridges comp when all I think Hayden and some of us are saying is like, we're done with the, the six time all-star. Yeah, but, well, some people are not done with that one, two, this gets back to the six man thing, because if you're not, if you're trying to build a championship team, right? If you're trying to build a championship team, you need, you need elite, elite 
guys as your as your as your Macal Bridges types if they're in your starting lineup in terms of what that role requires, which is why I think the six man thing is not insane from a theoretical point of view. Eventually, we'll see. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Cal right. Bridges points per shot attempt this year, 121, po- oh, excuse me, 127.3. 127.3. Uh, again, uh, okay. Cal Bridges plays with Devin Booker and Chris Paul and is told to go stand in the corner. No, he's not. That's not, that is not Mikal. Okay. You're getting hung up on the very specific Mikal Bridges comp. Fine. He's not Mikal Bridges. I'm saying you have said he could be the third best player on a good team, right? Yes. His efficiency has to improve. I think it's going, if he doesn't improve this year, it's one of the worst extensions the Knicks have ever handed out, but it's literally just, he can be the third guy. Maybe So pick a different team and pick another third guy. There need there needs to be listen, man, go around the league and talk about third guys around the league. Like it's it's freaking talented right mm-hmm. now. Um I do think that there is a there is a reconciliation coming when it comes to his long-term role on this team or some other team. I'll say that. Luke Stone, the play of Reddish is making me is making that trade look like a steal. The pick they gave up is likely going to turn into two seconds. Um, those protections go down. I know the Hornets are like stuck in no man's land and maybe they never get out of the lottery. Maybe it turns into two seconds. Either way, I the the I don't mind the Hornets pick. If anything, it's was there a guy that you could have drafted there before you traded that first round pick for the Hornets pick, which you then traded for Cam Reddish? Either way, I think, yeah, it's looking like a steal. Head to head. If you got a, if you got a starting two guard out of this, then yeah, you're you're fine. You know. And I can't. I can't, I'm boy. Things, list of things I'm excited about for the rest of this year. Where does this Cam thing go? Um, head to head. What's going on? Head to head. Love the show. Thank you. Um, we love doing it. I remember a rumor last year was to get Miles Turner. If we had him, I think the offense and defense takes a leap. Thoughts? Uh, I don't think it takes a leap. I think Miles Miles Turner is your classic, great in theory, in actuality, eh, guy. Um, I thought his comments, quite for, I don't know if this has anything to do with the question. I thought his comments to Woj earlier this year were audacious and not in a good way. Basically pitching himself as a trade candidate to the Lakers. Uh, he hasn't played this year. Other than whatever handful of games, because he's been hurt, dude's always hurt. Um, yeah, I'm good. I'm good with no Miles Turner. <laughs> Thanks. No we got three other, four other centers yeah. with Obi that I'd rather play and see what their ceilings are than Miles Turner. Like, appreciate the idea. I don't necessarily. Yeah, I it's it, this is a last year idea though. Before I knew what Jericho Sims could be, what I knew what Isaiah Hartenstein could be, and what I want to see Obi Toppin potentially be. You know, like if if they were going to go that route, then you should have signed and traded Mitchell Robinson in the summer and gone and signed Mo Bamba for you know two years and 20, 20 million just to see what an offense looks like with a rim protector, floor spacer. You know. 
Sam Garcia's dad, what's going on? Why no Grimes? Is there something Tibbs doesn't like in practice? If not fully back from his injury, question mark. I can tell you it's not anything he doesn't like in practice. It is a it is a we need to start playing better. And we think that sh- this is my theory. Take it for what it's worth. We think that shortening the rotation to nine guys is more impactful, positive, uh, positively impactful than what Grimes would bring to us given the realities of the roster. And I say that very specifically because even if there was a theoretical argument that Grimes sh- should be, th- th- there's a better version of this team that includes Grimes instead of one of the current players in the rotation. You can tell where I'm going with this. That is not a conversation that anybody is having within this franchise right now. Um, and I think he thinks Rose is more helpful than Grimes at the moment. It's about it. it probably says a lot more about what he says. We what he thinks about quickly as far as being a true backup point guard. Because if he trusted quickly to be the backup point guard, Grimes would probably have taken Rose's minutes, but he would rather Rose be the person that spells Brunson for 14 to 15 to 16 minutes. Whereas quickly has more of a creator ball handler that can play the two and the one on and off. You know, he likes playing those two together more than anything else. Yeah. And like, you know, it's notable now the way things are going. Like, I understand we all want to see quickly, right? Or sorry, Grimes. But like tonight, quickly, 28 minutes. Toppin, 23 minutes. Reddish, 37 freaking minutes. Led yeah. to minutes. Um, like, this is how you get these guys to produce. You play them these number of minutes. This is how they look good. Rosalind played 17 minutes tonight. That's where you should be playing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, good question, though. Uh, homeboy Sudaka. JB loves Randall. This is Randall's and JB's team. Randall ain't going anywhere. Get used to it. Maybe. If this version of Randall's here to stay, yeah. then I'm okay getting used to it. <laughs> yeah. Or, or let me, if, if, if this version of Randall's is here, he's either staying or they'll flip him for a trade that is the sort of trade that they want to make. Thanks, homeboy. Thanks, homeboy. John <laughs> Chaverez, what's going on? Great win. Sorry if you covered this already, but what do you think want or think happens to Sims when Mitch is back? Goes back on the bench. Back on the bench. That is what I think. Um, sucks. It does. Because he's an NBA rotation player. Absolutely an NBA rotation player. But, yeah. Kevin, uh, with one more. In my opinion, I'd take only Miami, both Boston wins since 2020-21. So the season opener against Boston, the RJ shot against Boston, and the... The comeback in Miami. Yeah. The comeback in Miami that quickly led led to the Tibbs presser. I think this is more meaningful than the Miami game because the season was over by the time of the Miami game. Mm -hmm. The Boston, the second Boston game. I don't remember the Knicks playing well in that game. They were down by 
24 at one point. It's the biggest comeback in franchise history. Yeah, they made a great comeback, but they played like shit in the beginning. The season was already kind of going sideways. Not that this one isn't, but like, you know, and the RJ shot was cool. Bricked in, but we'll go there. Um, Banked in, excuse me. Uh, Man. I don't know. See, I, that season opener in Boston, that was pretty, or against Boston, that was pretty special. But those are the three candidates, I think. Yeah. This one, you got to let games like this breathe to, to know what they actually mean, you know? Yeah. Because the meaning of this game will meet, will be determined in the weeks to come. Yeah. If they just saved Tibbs' job and t- turned into a team because of this nine man rotation that, you know, could be a six seed and a mediocre league that well for what we think the east might was going to be like who knows um but like if they if they just figured something out and you add in the fact that it was on the road and the second night of a back to back and you got to see something from Randall that's look, the thing do you remember what the score was when he went to that OB Randall lineup oh i think they were down by 8 or 10 they were down 10 it was 96 86 and then that lineup led by Julius Randall Outscored the Nuggets twenty to six the rest of the game. Twenty to seven the rest of the game. And by the way, um, Derek Rose is no longer the leader in on off. Um, quickly or Cam? Quickly, quickly. The God, the plus minus God, best on court, plus six point one. Next best is Obi Toppin in about sixty fewer minutes, plus three point nine. And then after that's Derek Rose. And then in terms of off-court, quickly, minus 7.1. They're getting outscored by 7.1 points for 100 possessions when Emmanuel quickly sits in 400 minutes. They are giving – oh, my God. Here's a stat for you. The Knicks are giving up with Emmanuel quickly off the floor, 119.5 points for 100 possessions. That would, without question, be the worst defensive rating in the league. That is in four. Hundred minutes with Emmanuel quickly on the floor. They're giving up one hundred and one point eight points per hundred possessions. That would be, I believe, second or first in basketball. Maybe first. The head of the Celtics are one hundred three point two. Those are insane numbers. And if I, I hope twenty nine teams are calling the Knicks about Emmanuel quickly. Because if you're a team out there and you're not calling about Emmanuel quickly, you're an idiot. I hope 30 teams. I hope someone in the Knicks organization is calling Leon. Calling within the don't trade Mayo quickly. The call the call is coming from inside the house. Hey. Um Akiva F. <laughs> Need RJ to lose weight. It's killing his defense. I mean, maybe that's it. I don't know. I I went to the gym for the first time in a while on Monday and don't feel confident at all telling a professional athlete to lose weight. It's fair. But you know, RJ be better. That's that's what I'll say. Be better at basketball. But uh, self awareness there. Get better. Get better. Don't 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 be sick. There you get go. Your, get well get soon. Yeah. Get well soon. Yes. Get well soon. There you go. That's it. That's where it's at. Uh, Hayden Freed, RJ in the Wiggins role. Love KFS two AM silly boy hours. We are past the two AM hour. Um, this is gonna be a fun newsletter to write. Man, when am I taking a nap tomorrow? That's the real conversation that needs to happen. No game at the middle of the night and no post game. No, that is true. I will get a good night's sleep tomorrow. Parent teacher conferences tomorrow. Good ooh, times. Oh, John. 
Yikes. Good times. Okay. And then we got a nice, nice podcast coming up tomorrow night. Uh, anyway, the Wiggins role. Um, he's he's got to be better to be that, to play that role. But I agree. That's probably the role. That's, yeah, that's what Hayden's that's trying it. to say is like, that's, the, that's, that's the, the guy. You have two other guys that are the guy. And then you got RJ Barrett and everybody else, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's good stuff. Joseph J. Where do you lean if we go on a crazy winning streak to the deadline? Ooh. Keep the band together and write it out or blow it up to consolidate because the players' values are high. I'm torn if we're winning. Um, I don't thank you for the contribution, by the way, Joseph. It's a it's a it's a moot point because if they're winning, they're gonna they're gonna certainly keep the team together. If anything, they're gonna make a, a trade to bring in talent. And I actually like this team would have to be, do so poorly, in my opinion, for them not to try to bring in talent. I could see a world where we're a week or two weeks or a month ahead of the trade deadline and they're two, three games under 500 and they try to bring in talent. I could see that for sure. When's the deadline? It's like January something? No, it's February. So let's just let's say February 2nd is a deadline. I don't think it's that. I think it's more like February 10th, but yeah. I just, so you saying, what do the Knicks do if they go on a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, a 27 game winning streak? I don't think that's what I'm kidding. Does. I'm just saying a winning streak into the dead, to the deadline. That that's, if that happens, then this is one of the greatest head coaching turnarounds in NBA history. And Tom Thibodeau's name should be never slandered on this post game show ever again. I agree. Yes. Uh, only in that, but only in that case. Hold on. Do we have one more super chat now? Mifflin's. I wasn't clear. RJ played way too many minutes. Okay. I think we could all. I think if there's one thing that yes. every human being watching this that game tonight agree oh upon gosh. is that RJ Barrett played too many minutes. We may not all agree on anything else. RJ played too many minutes. He played like a quarter and a half straight. Like came back in in the second quarter, played the entire third quarter, and then the beginning of the fourth quarter. Insanity. Yeah, I didn't. I was so confused. So, all right, let's wrap up. All right, thanks everybody. Uh, thanks for tuning in tonight. We will be back on. Uh, we have again pod dropping on Friday. Usual, usual pod. That uh, I guess we say it's John John Schmiel coming on, talking some talking some hoops, maybe a little Giants. And then uh, we'll be live before and after the Warriors game. Um, boy, wouldn't that be nuts? They went out. Just go out and play a good game. I, I mean this when I say I don't care if they get the win. It'd be nice to get a win. If you go out there and play like you did tonight, let the chips fall where they may. Warriors got killed by Phoenix. Steph Curry had 50 points in a loss tonight. Man, they're really, they're really struggling, huh? Yeah. The, their bench unit. What's funny, their their starting unit is still one of the best in the league, and then their bench unit is arguably the worst in the league. And I look, I I saw Simmons tweet tonight the the punch of Jordan Poole, the Draymond Jordan Poole incident. I have no idea what that means. We'll discuss it more on Friday on the pregame show. But there's they they've taken a step back, and I don't want to put it all on the fact that Gary Payton the third or Gary I mean, Jr. the second isn't there. You know, Clay's not hitting anything. He was six of seventeen tonight. I know his numbers this year are not good, 
Um, I mean, the lineup data though suggests he's fine. Like he's he's not a negative. He's not. You're right. He's not Clay Thompson. Yeah. But the lineup data is very clear that we thought that the Knicks had an advantage in the bench minutes tonight because of what the what the Nuggets are when Jokic doesn't play. And then you see someone like, like there's no Bones Highland on the Warriors, no matter what Jordan oh, Poole. Poole. But he hasn't been that this year is what I'm saying. I think Poole, like Poole's numbers are good. I just looked them up. I mean, he's not lighting it up from three, but he's he's hitting it. I mean, he's bad tonight. He was 0503 from deep tonight. He scored two points in 27 minutes. That's obviously an issue. But like Poole, DiVincenzo, like Anthony, Anthony Lamb? Yeah, Anthony Lamb. They were also that. trying out the Wiseman, Kaminga, Moody experiment, and now Kaminga. Yeah, Moody, Moody played six minutes tonight. You yeah, know, and now Wiseman's in the G League. Jermichael Green, you know, like yeah, these are these are not. This, it's that is not a great bench. Like the Knicks, at the very least on Friday, the Knicks should win the bench bench minutes. You know, um, we'll see. Okay, this is great. Thanks everybody. Um, also, don't forget to check out the newsletter tomorrow that I'm going to start writing right now. Um, and we'll see you later. Peace out.